Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. Thoughts and to set the clowns, you're listening to Prime Cuts, a Transformers television podcast going through the history of Transformers on TV, but not in chronological order. I'm Audrey, one of your hosts. And I'm the other host, Nero. Plot! It's big boy season! Yeah. Oh lord, yeah, he sure, coming! Plot exists, you know, we're learning more about the central mystery, but who cares? There's a real big guy who's here now. I like Big boys, even bigger boys, big big boys. <laughs> it's tidal wave time, or as uh, he is in the sub, shockwave. Yeah. Um, um. And these episodes were pretty good. They were a lot of fun. Mm? If you like to see Optimus getting shot a whole lot, yeah, uh, these are your episodes. I will say, like the damage. I, I mean, this is something that is fairly consistent, not only within this series, or not. I mean, the whole point is that it's inconsistent, but fairly common, not only in this series, but without throughout the fr- Transformers franchise. But the uh, the power of a single bullet varies pretty wildly. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it, it feels like these uh, these these guys who have guns that are meant to, you know, kill giant robots should uh, should be able to do a little bit more damage. Yeah, it's kind of plinking off of it it's horse plinkoing off of it um should we get into it yeah i think we should get into it with the first episode on our docket here which is uh i believe 28 yep. uh awakening in the dub in the sub it is strong arm shockwave he is strong that's true um so we start off exactly where we left off in 27 uh we got this battle on a beach between the autobots and the decepticons no one's really able to gain the upper hand but then big ass boat comes out of nowhere yeah the the relationship i don't know what it's like in the dub but the relationship between thrust and shockwave and the sub is kind of weird i mean mostly he just seems to command tidal wave around in the dub there's no special relationship he just seems to be one of his troops that's sort of what it is i i feel like there is there is the sense of like tidal uh shockwave almost isn't as like sentient as the others yeah i feel like there's a little bit of that sense too in the dub but that's because at first he's just presented as a boat right like he thrust says tidal wave has arrived with reinforcements and you're not sure if like is Tidal Wave a guy? Is he a ship? Is he in the ship? Yeah. That's it turns true. out no, he is the ship. In fact, he has three ships. We should talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about Tidal Wave's toy, because it's one of the coolest Armada toys can out we, there. Can we save that until he becomes the three he ships? Yes, he will because become three ships. Because when he becomes the point. three ships is very good, and I do want us to talk about it in the moment without anything proceed without giving anyone ideas preceding it for now he is just one very large ship and he is uh covered in guns which is bad news for the autobots yeah uh yeah so basically he he slides down the sand dune ends up in the in the ocean and just starts unloading on on the autobots here and you know back at back at base all the kids are watching this going oh fuck that's a big guy 
Uh oh. We're gonna oh, need no. a we're gonna need a bigger boat. I don't know if you can find a bigger boat. I think this is the biggest boat. <laughs> this um, is the ever given. <laughs> Tidal wave is the ever given here to block the Suez Canal. So things aren't looking good. You know, they're being pelted by by turret fire here. Uh but then you know, Blur and Hotshot get a get an idea to do some fucking stunts, uh, and they do some crazy shit. Yeah, it is sweet that there's still sort of like no thoughts head empty, but at least yeah. no thoughts head empty together now and not fighting each other. They're they're bros. Um, they combine with their minicons to do some fucking underwater demolition uh on tidal wave here well at first we don't see what they're doing they just go in the water and everyone's just like the fuck are they doing what's going on um i believe uh thrust breaks off to kind of fire at them and then jet fire goes and performs some goddamn jet judo on him yeah again sort of the drama of ex-lovers here again so uh, oh, at, at some point during this sequence, Hotshot does directly call Thrust a conehead. Does he really? That's good. The, I'm glad. Yeah, in the dub, he calls him a conehead. I'm head. glad. Okay, good. Which, which, by the way, there was a there was a shot in uh, when he when he first commands Tidal Wave. We see a shot of his head, and it is longer than usual. I, the, it, his head looks obscene in that shot. It should be pixelated. I think I don't like it. Yeah, you know, I actually I was like, God, fuck, who does he remind me of? And he reminds me of um, the worm guy who works for the mafia in Hunter Hunter. Oh my god! You know who I'm talking yeah, about, right. right? Yeah, I think I've seen that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll look up his name. But like, I was like, oh fuck, that's what it is, because he has that like same cone head, and also is just unpleasant to look at. In this shit, it looks like he's wearing a really weird hat too because like his his the glass in his cockpit is sort of his forehead but then there's this extra layer of whatever it looks like he's wearing like a rubber swim cap or something i yeah i try it's kind of like um cthulhu i try to avoid maintaining eye contact with him (laughs) as much as possible that's a a good idea well he also tries to avoid eye and arm contact with jetfire by becoming intangible which is apparently something he can do in addition to becoming invisible well, I don't know how he can do this. Um, you know. He's just stolen everyone's outlier ability, actually. He's uh, so he's the rogue base. he's the rogue of uh Armada. I thought he was the tactician. No, I mean I, I he, mean rogue rogue he, is in the X Men. Right. I just don't think he should be allowed to multiclass. That seems OP, especially when no one else on the Zipticon. Yeah, we we've that. literally just gotten sword and uh sword and board down. This guy this guy has has read the PHB front to back. He has an unfair advantage. So during all of this, uh back at the base, Alexis is like, Oh fuck. Uh two more minicons are awakening. Because, of course, they were already fighting over one. Two more have awakened. One of them is f- floating really high up in the air, and the other one appears to be completely frozen, no matter which way she rotates the map. Which, uh... Which means that one of them is inside yeah, the base. Girl, girl, help. The call is coming from inside the house. Um, meanwhile, while everyone at, at back at base is going, uh-oh, what the fuck is going on here? 
uh, Blur and Hotshot manage to capsize Tidal Wave with some underwater missile strikes. And Megatron just looks at Thrust and goes, okay, well, uh, that was your big special boy? Because it looks like he got completely owned. You sunk my battleship! And Thrust is like, this ne- this never happens to my battleships, Megatron. Don't worry. I, I can fix it. I can fix it. This never happens to me. And then he, he, he gets on the comms and says, Tidal Wave? You need to get up right now. You were making me look very, very bad in front of Megatron. I need you to get up right now and start doing things again. It's like, it is the closest we've seen Thrusta like having a full-fledged breakdown so far, which is pretty good. It's a, I mean, we've seen the, so he's been around for a few episodes. We've seen some good plans. This plan is literally just big. Call big man. That's his plan. To be That's fair, it. it's a pretty good plan. Shockwave's a beast. Yeah, he is very hard to deal with. Um, even when he he significantly shrinks between episodes, as he is wont to do. It, it, we'll listen, what is what truly what is scale? You know, it's not quite as bad as what happened to G One Omega Supreme in certain shots, but that we'll we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, but yeah, so he he uh, escapes the the abyss of the ocean simply by. Uh, transforming into a, his robot mode and floating above the water. Which once again makes everyone go, oh shit. He, is that allowed? <laughs> so, I mean, so while everyone on the base, on the beach is just, you know, shitting their pants, Red Alert and Alexis are trying to figure out this Minicon situation, and then they get a, a helpful Skype call from our good friend Sideways. This is one of, like, the funniest conversations that we've had so far. What does he say in the sub? So, like, oh, God, what is he talking about at first? So he's like, sup, it's me, your boy, demons. <laughs> and Alexa and, and and Ratchet are both like, why are you here? Please, please, could you just leave us, our asses alone? Why? And uh, a, a double face is like, uh, yeah, so looks like you could use some help. And... It's like, uh, he's like, man, damn, if only there was, like, mm-hmm, something that could help you. I wonder what it could be. And Alexa's like, are you talking about the Astro Blaster? <laughs> and a double face is like, I am talking about the Astro Blaster. You're so smart, Alexa. And he's like, I really admire, admire you. And Alexa's like, great. Didn't ask. Like, don't care. Didn't ask. Also get ratioed. Um... And and literally Ratchet's like, is that Double Face? He's talking about a gun. Blam, blam! Yeah, so in the dub, it is the Requiem Blaster. Better name. Um, much cooler name. And yeah, he's he's he basically just pops in and says, hey, guess what? I bet you're real worried about your boys down on the beach, right? Well, what if I told you there was a gun that could kill God and you were sitting on one of the guys who can make it right now? And everyone's just like, all right, well, you're obvious. Well, how are, how are we going to trust you, uh, sideways, known betrayer of everyone? They're like, whose side are you on? And, and, uh, he's like, uh, you, you can ask me that, or you can get those guys and save your friends. It's really up to you, you know? Okay. In the sub, it's much funnier. In the sub, we get one of the, in my opinion, the funniest lines in the series so far, where they're like, whose side are you on? And <laughs> Doubleface looks at him and he goes, my name is Doubleface. Like, get a clue. <laughs> my name, like he's like How my. Can you guess? He's like my name is Double Face. I'm literally the person with two faces. Bye. 
Bye. It's the funniest thing. He just says with his whole pussy that he's two-faced. I'm obsessed with him. He's fucking great. And then, so yeah, Alexis is like, well, he was obviously lying, right? We can't trust him. And Red Alert goes, eh, he doesn't really have a reason to lie. Plus, everyone's dying out there. So yeah, we should it probably cuts go back over. It cuts back over to, um, the the beach where the music video for Blinding Lights by The Weeknd is playing. <laughs> Tidal Wave is just walking forward and shooting all of the guns on his chest and no one can do yeah, anything Yeah, I mean, I want to say that he has nipple gatlings, but he doesn't. He has, like, an entire chest of gatlings. Like He has, like, a tank is... top covered in guns. Yeah, it's... And, ooh, they are blinded by the light. Yep. Um... So the bo- the boys and the street action team go to explore the caves beneath the base to find this minicon while Alexis and Red Alert monitor the situation from the control room. Uh, and apparently the autobasis has like a has had like spooky catacombs this entire time. Well, you know, it's like crashed into the side of a mountain or something. I forget actually what the arc looks like in Armada. Uh well the so the autobase is like built out of the wrecked minicon arc right, which is yeah. buried in a mountain so yeah but i'm not sure if like the base portion of it was transported there or if they like repurposed it but yeah but but they're in the wrecked portion of the minicon yeah, arc. listen it's a uh, it's like meteora in greece it's just built right into the rock you know <laughs> um which oh i should say during the point where tidal wave is is uh blinding them with the lights uh, we cut to Megatron standing on a cliff, and he just goes, My word, now that is what I call a fine-tuned piece of military machinery. Yes. So he's enjoying it. Uh, maybe a little too much. I think you should calm down. Sickos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, like, basically every time we cut to the beach, it's just more shots of all of the Autobots getting fucking pounded by laser fire. Um... We cut back to the uh, the the spooky times at the autobase. Fred, if Fred ends up finding the minicon panel uh, when he falls down a hole. <laughs> wow, it, it, incredible um, work as always. Good job, Fred. Uh, and they wake the minicon up, but this one seem this minicon is like very uh, skittish and standoffish and doesn't really seem too jazzed. I, I, about being awake. I do want to talk about the way it looks because it has four legs. Three Vaganias, maybe more. This is uh, Blastoff, by the way, uh, this one. And interestingly enough, the the Requiem Blaster Minicons, the, the space team, I think, are one of the Minicon teams that get the most focus and characterization other than the straight action team. Um, because they're all uh, basically the Iron Giant. And yeah. that they make... Uh, a gun t- that can kill God, and they don't want to be a gun that can kill God. <laughs> because uh, they don't like to shoot people. Yeah, they all said become ungovernable. Which is why Blastoff, uh, like, runs away from them after being awakened. He literally shoots at them with his little rocket arm and then runs away. Uh, meanwhile... Jet Convoy, Jetfire, and Optimus combine up and try to fight Tidal Wave, but uh, he gets smoked completely. Yeah, he gets more smoked in the next episode, but... 
<laughs> he gets increasingly he smoked, but he's not. He he doesn't do great. There's just like a lot of concentrated laser fire on Optimus. Which, to be fair, he is the most dangerous guy there. So I guess that's good on Thrust's part to be like, all right, I need to plan for when those two assholes combine because that really fucked me up last time. Yeah, that really uh, harshes my vibe. Yucks my yum. Uh, yeah, so so we, we end with, like, uh, Tidal Wave steadily advancing and the kids chasing down Blastoff. Also, the narrator calls him Shockwave at the end because they can't keep things straight. I mean, he's not wrong. He's true, but that is true. However, <laughs> earlier, uh, Carlos also calls Grindor Highwire, so, you know. Mm. Still getting that. Still getting those three mixed up. Fifty somehow. fifty, baby. It is a fifty fifty chance. Usually, Highwire is the one Gets, who doesn't get mixed right. up. Right. But uh, we got a, We got one here. Right. So yeah, just shit's bad. Uh, next one directly direct continuation from this episode twenty nine, which is called Desperate in the dub. I actually love the title for this one. Um, it's a song of sympathy. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, as we get farther along. In the show, uh, things will are, are getting far less, like, episodic. There are more episodes that connect to each other and have a plot running through them, um, which is always good to see. Uh, so we, we, we kind of open in on the, the base catacombs. They're still chasing Blastoff, who is still shooting at them. They're, they're just, they're trying to wrangle him. They're trying to get him to, like, cooperate. But he, for some reason... He seems like he doesn't want to uh, go with them. I, I mean, he, he does more than seem like he doesn't want to go with them. He actively shoots at them. So, uh, as soon as we cut back to the base, after Blastoff is... is I forget if... Uh, he doesn't, like, connect to Rad yet, right? Because eventually no, not his, yet. So, his emotional connection to Rad. So they try to approach him, and he, like, shoots at them to get them back. And they're like, uh... What the fuck? So we cut back to the beach, and already Tidal Wave has become smaller. <laughs> already Tidal Wave has become smaller. Um, but he's still he's still a, everyone's favorite disco ball. Oh yes. So he has gone from like the size of a two story building to like a head and shoulders over Jet Optimus at this point, which is still big. That's still pretty big. It's just not as big. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, you know, Smokescreen deploys the Skyboom shield, uh, and, and Shockwave, or Tidal Wave, punches it, and, uh, things are still looking quite bad. Yeah. Uh, so, um, one thing I noticed here, actually, is that we start getting more close-ups of Shockwave's face. At the beginning of these episodes, and man, he has them overlord lips, huh? Yeah, he has very luscious lips. That's also something I noticed he's, in this episode, too. I was like, he's oh, double-lipped up on a Sunday night. <laughs> Megatron, I present to you the fearsome tidal wave and his luscious lips. Yeah. Not sure why that detail is important, but okay. Oh, but it is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, Grap gets the Sky Boom Shield to Optimus, um, and... They they try to do, like, some hit-and-run tactic somehow. Someone else's... Someone else engages Shockwave. I think it's... it's Oh, right, it's Hot Rod. Exactly, you were just saying that. A Hot Rod, and yes. it gets the Sky Boom Shield to... to the Cosmotector to 
Hot Rod, and Hot Rod's, like, going under the weight when, like, uh, Jack Convoy swoops down and kicks him off. And it goes, like, back to base where Alexa and Ratchet are watching. And Alexa's like, no, you can't just use the same strategies over and over again. They're going to kick you. I've been playing so much Stratego, and I'm this country's future Secretary of Defense. Yeah, so here's, you know, here's a problem with shields, right? Uh, They only cover your front. So... When Optimus gets trapped in yet another flurry from the Air Military Minicon team, um, and I believe also Cyclonus, uh, he can't really shield himself properly from all of the fire because they're just spinning around him constantly. Um, Also, at this point, you know, Megatron, uh, a thrust turns to Megatron, is like, hey, listen, I know you've been looking at Jet Optimus, and you're like, very jealous that you don't have a cool super mode you can combine with. Well, if you'll look under your seat, <laughs> I have a surprise for you. And Megatron goes, oh, you didn't. Oh, you shouldn't have. And then he combines with fucking Tidal yeah, Wave. Yeah, so this is when we can talk about how Shockwave is three ships. So, Tidal Wave is not a giant robot who turns into a giant ship, technically. He is a giant robot who turns into three distinct ships, which I believe are called the Dark Fleet, that can combine into one ship. Or and this was also into a cool suit of armor. Or into a cool suit of armor from Megatron. And this was probably, like, one of the coolest toys in the Armada line. He was huge. He, you know, he did combine and out of the three ships. Um, the one weird thing about Tidal Wave's toy is that it used, like an early version of his coloration for his character model that ended up not being the final version. He's like kind of green and purple and gray. He's much more colorful than he ends up being. Uh, The Takara version of his toy is accurate to the cartoon in terms of coloration, but the, uh, the tire here, let me, let me grab, let me grab a a tidal wave here, a picture of his, his toy. Because it looks very, very different from the uh, the actual show. Here, I'll put this in Soundwave files for you. There you go. Oh, wow. Very bright. Yeah, very oh, bright. Oh, I hate that. He's got a big old purple face. It's um, like, it, again, it looks like much more like a Constructicon kind of concept. Yeah, and here, here is the... The Takara version, which is, of course, much more much more show accurate, because it was produced later. Yeah. That's that's Shockwave right that's there. That's Shockwave. Um, this is, I mean, shockingly, this is actually darker than Shockwave is. Yes. But. But, uh, so he combines with Megatron. He's got boats strapped to him. The thing is, so Jetfire becomes pants. Megatron just has boats, like, strapped to him. I have to, to say, him, like, pretty much. he looks like shit. This is, this does, it doesn't look good. Like, it doesn't look no, it, good. It's bad to look it, at. He's just become greebled. He's so clunky. He's so, like, it looks like he's going to fall over. Like, literally, it just looks like they put him through greebalization. Yeah. Like, that's it. He's uh, just become but it, greebled. But. Uh, he can fly. He so can fly. That. This is probably the funniest. We've had a lot of pretty bad flying animation. This is probably the funniest. I've seen. Yeah. Because rather than just like dragging a, an asset over a straight line, they like shake the asset up <laughs> like unstably to say like 
ooh, his power is so strong. And Megatron's like, I can fly. I can fly. It's Peter Pan. So he flies up there to, to say hello to Optimus and gloat how he has a cool super mode now, too, despite the fact that it looks much worse than Optimus's super mode. Uh, he also has the, the Star Saber, which will become important in a moment. Uh, we cut back to the base. Um, so, at this point, they have kind of calmed Blastoff down. Blastoff and Rad have formed a little bit of a connection, yeah, but he is still through, very... Through threat and violence, I should note. Like, Bumble, yes. Bumble combines. So they're all trying... Like, they try to approach Blastoff again, and... Like, Rad gets a little close, and Blastoff, like, shoots another thing off, and Rad's like, oh, he's just scared. Like, we'll be okay. Don't worry about it. And Bumble's like, fuck no. And Bumble's like, I I, I want to kill. <laughs> I'm a Micron, and I want to kill. Um, he's got his fucking fist pulled back, ready to go. Yeah, so, uh... Yeah, you know, weirdly enough, the, the Shred Action team don't combine into Perceptor all that often. Um... They don't, it's only happened a couple of times. Yeah. So Bumble almost punches uh, Blast off right in the face, but Rad's like, can you chill, please? <laughs> like, stop. Um, and Bumble immediately Stockholm syndromes with Rad. Yeah. So, yeah, considering that Rad is the only one who wasn't either afraid of him or ready to deck him across the face, Blastoff is huddled behind Rad now. Um, I actually, I did think that this was for a second that because... Like, Rad's like, no, it's fine. And then uh, Blastoff sort of, like, comes up behind him in, like, and, like, looms over him. I did think that he, for a minute that he was going to be like, no, it's fine. And then Blastoff was going to take him hostage. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just hold a gun. Yeah, literally, that's what like, I thought was going to happen. Yeah. But thankfully, that is no hostage situation develops. Uh, we go back to the control room. And Red Alert is watching Optimus get fucking owned and is like, all right, I need to, I, I gotta go out there. I gotta fucking, I gotta help. And Alexis is like, wait, wait, wait. We gotta, we gotta figure out this Minicon shit. Like, we need to find the, the Requiem Blaster Minicons or else we're not gonna be able to do anything. Um, so they're trying to get Blast off to go into the field with them to help find them. He is not interested in doing so, but Rad's like, hey, listen, what if I go with you? Yeah, so they all get into the back of Ratchet. Well, in particular, it is, it is Rad, Blastoff, and Carlos. Right. Billy and Fred and Alexis do not come. Um, they are smart. And also, Alexa is too busy uh, maintaining complete strategic control of the battlefield. Yeah, she's in the fucking control room. She's got all of her screens set up. Um, she she has so, a game of Civ Five running in the background. Oh, you know what? So... They they warp into the battlefield here. Um, this is the point where uh, uh, Smokescreen shoots the Skyboom shield up to Optimus. Uh, but not before Starscream pulls a very weird maneuver on Hotshot or attempts to. This looks so bad. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was he was half transformed on purpose or if they forgot to draw him in robot mode. I feel like you but don't draw is... someone half transformed on accident. Like I don't know how you do that. But like he is in jet mode, but his head is popped up and his arm is out holding his wing sword. <laughs> He's in a fucking like jerwalk mode from Macross. It's normal, actually. Uh, so of it's course normal. Hacha goes, "What the fuck is that?" and shoots him out of the sky. Well, no, he's about to get like fucked by Starscream, but um, 
Uh, right, is is it Blur? That's Devaster. Right, comes and uh, and saves him. So they red alert warps in and immediately thrusts like fucking zeros in and goes, "Hello, yeah, I see a minicon over well, there." What what happens is that like again, hot rod. So Alexa like messages everyone on the Autobots team and is like. Yo, Ratchet's coming to your location. He has one of a new Micron with him. Get to his location. And Hot Rod's like, I'm, I'm really busy here. Please. Uh, but And then everything else happens. And um, as soon as Devastor sort of gets him free, he, like, makes a run for Ratchet. And thrust from his position in the air is like, that's very reckless. What is he, like running towards or what is he trying to distract us from and he like scans around the entire area and then he spots ratchet he's like hello i can kill a medic even i can kill a medic (laughs) time to get some sweet pics and and add it to my frag collection weird uh but then blur tackles him out of the sky (laughs) and they roll around in the dirt for a little bit like a couple of dirty boys. And it's normal. Um, and it's so normal. And everyone's having man. a really normal time. <laughs> There's some shots of these two and, and Devastator and Demolisher later. Those I forgot to screen cap, but I should have. I was like, what is happening here? What exactly is going on yeah, here? Yeah, but, but he manages, before that happens, Stress does manage to take Ratchet out. Um, and he's, yes. he's oh. about to get the kids as well when Hot Rod intercepts him. And then... Uh, Silverbolt uh, becomes a rough rowdy boy with him. Yeah, he does a little bit of mud wrestling with him. Uh, yeah, he, he nails Red Alert real good. Yeah. He knocks him out. Hotshot is a little bit luckier, but, you know, this entire time, Carlos has been uh, yelling at Blast Off to, like, stop being a fucking coward and, and do something. But Rad is like, no, 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 listen, you, you, you got to be patient with him. He's fucking scared. Yeah. And- like, don't yell at and, him. But, but at this point, though, by the time, like, Hot Rod's there, he's like, yo, we need that fucking Micron right now. It's like, give it to me. Give it to, give, give it to Micron. <laughs> and Rad's like, all right, listen, I need to explain to you why the Vietnam War draft was bad now. He's <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck? What, like, what if he doesn't want to fight? Like, you are you going to make him fight? And Hot just like, I mean, we don't like it either, but... To beat the Decepticons, we kind of need the Minicons. But to beat the communists, we need to draft the Microns, yes. (laughs) And Rad's just like, well, that seems like bullshit. Uh, But at at this point, Blastoff, probably inspired by Red Alert taking a fucking bullet for him, kind of wanders off. And everyone's just like, what the hell is he doing? And he sings a lovely song. Have you... um... Hey, listen to Daft Punk's Get Lucky if you have a chance. Song of the Summer. Listen to Daft Punk's Get Lucky at like 0.75 speed. Uh, it to, does to really sound like a Daft Punk accurate. song, though. It does. And everyone is just just like stops dead to listen to this Minicon song. Um, and, and I My think Koroni. <laughs> Hotshot just goes like, that's really bizarre what is he yeah doing? from the when the people from the people who brought you umineko and higarashi it's when microns cry so by his song he awakens the other two blaster minicons one of them is already on the beach luckily um 
And the other one, as we saw earlier, is actually on the moon. Oh, well, um, I, I, I need to... You're right. That's right. No, never mind. It happens very shortly yeah. after this. It happens very yeah. quickly. Like, we see them awaken first. Um, and then, like... What else? They, they, they pop out. Yeah. Something else also awakens. And there is a reaction in the Star Saber and the Cosmotector um, where... Um, the Microns now make Optimus and Megatron kiss, like smashing two Barbie dolls together. <laughs> they do. They they draw them together so, you know, the, the sword is touching the shield. And both of them are just like, what is happening? What is going on here? Um, and, yeah, there's a huge beam of light that shoots out from both of them. But after that's done, in a really funny moment, Megatron just uses the Star Saber to, like, whack the shield out of Optimus's hand. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, hey, I guess, uh, you know, I guess the Star Saber really is on my side, because it drew you right to yeah, me. Yeah, you're in the zone. And as soon as the shield is gone, he's like, time to bisect you! And he does. Thankfully, bisecting Jet Optimus is non-fatal. It is, however, very bad for Optimus. Yeah, because... Rather than get hit by the Star Saber unprotected, uh, Jet Convoy separates back into Jetfire and Optimus. And Jetfire is okay for like two seconds before Megatron starts shooting the shit out of him. Though why he doesn't just hit him with the Star Saber again is... whatever. Um, but Optimus starts to fall to his untimely death. Uh, thankfully, the other two Requiem Blaster Minicons are shooting towards his location, the... Shuttle truck is named Payload, and the satellite which is shooting down from the moon is named Astroscope. Um, and he has one of my favorite Minicon designs. We don't see much of him, but we will in the next episode. Uh, regardless, they combine into the Requiem Blaster. Uh, and as soon as, soon as Megatron... Uh, I know, it's Thrust. It's Thrust, thrust yeah. sees this happening, he goes like, uh-oh, hey... I think that's the third thing Sideways was telling me about. I better go get that shit. And he, it, the funniest part here is the animation on this. Because he, like, tries to go and he's, like, about to launch off. But he's, like, launching off in a T-pose. He's, like, T-posing <laughs> to success. And as he, like, barely makes it off the ground, like, Silverbolt grabs his leg and drags him down again. But, of course, he just becomes intangible. Because uh, he can do that. And flies towards Optimus where they fight over the gun for a bit. Uh, Optimus pulls the trigger and, like, a giant laser nearly blows the Megatron's head here's, off. Yeah, here's the issue that I have with all this, actually, with the with the gun in general. So the gun combines, and Chicago music song, and they both reach for the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun, for the gun. Um, but the, one of them came from the moon. Optimus was falling. Yeah. For, like, they just never, Optimus they fell for, like, two minutes. <laughs> Astroscope is very fast. I fucking guess, but I was like, I don't. I think I might call horse shit on this one, actually. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, he does fall for quite a long time. Yeah, Optimus like stops his fall by shooting at the ground, which is the ocean, because Rad wouldn't let him destroy the forest. But by Primus, he's gonna fuck up that ocean. Um, he kills so many fish right here. Yeah, just uh, dead fish all over the place, and. It is so powerful. The blast from the Astro Blaster is so powerful that it creates a circle without water. 
where Optimus stands at the end and the water is being pushed away from this circle where the blast landed for like a minute afterwards. Um, pretty cool shit. Probably caused the natural yeah. disaster in a, in a uh, South Asian, Southeast Asian country. Those Minicon weapons are no fucking joke that you shouldn't fuck around with them, but we're fucking around with them. We're, fu- we're fucking around, hope- and we'll see if we find out. Oh, I hope we don't find out. But yeah, we end this thing with Rad just kind of saying, like, yeah, no, we thought that the Minicons were afraid of the, you know, fighting, but really what they were afraid of was combining into this fucking thing and it falling into the wrong hands. It's clearly, this gun is ex- extremely powerful. So yeah, and yeah, Mega- uh, Optimus is just standing there posing cool he's got his gun which by the way the requiem blaster is the only minicon weapon that doesn't like kind of have a smoothed over appearance when it's combined like you can see the the composite minicons that make it up it doesn't get like it doesn't glow like the star saber and doesn't get smoothed over like the sky shield which is kind of interesting but yeah that that is the end of uh i will this episode i will say and the in general the gun designs in the show are just very funny they all look like Nerf guns. This one especially. This one especially. Um, this, one, this one is just like someone stuck a plunger on a on a stick or whatever. And it's the most powerful gun in the universe. And it's the most powerful gun. It's sort of like the TF2 approach to guns. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the balance of power has irrevocably shifted. The third Minicon weapon is in play. And uh, we got a big boy here now. It's big boy season. I like big boys. Even bigger boys. Okay. Um, we have some questions this week. We do have some questions. Nothing on Twitter, but we got quite a few on Discord, which you should join. <laughs> which you should still join. Um, starting oh. off from, oops, from Casey Cosmotector, who's your favorite lad who is large? Bowser. Love that guy. He's big. He is big. He's very big. Especially in Bowser's Fury, he's very big. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Who's I think my it favorite? has to be like a big guy and not a big robot who is piloted. It can't be a Gundam. Yeah. Because those aren't technically guys. Who's my favorite guy who is big? Um, I, I kind of... I, I think it actually might be Skyfire. He is pretty big. I, he, I mean, in G1, he was notably large. Yes, he was large enough to have other people ride around inside him. So, I, I'm i I'm a big fan of Skyfire. Um, who else is large and in charge that I really, I really enjoy? Um, yeah, that's like the one that immediately comes to mind. I guess maybe Al Elric. Oh, he is very big. He can also carry around people inside him. He can, mostly animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go with those two. My Final Fantasy XIV character, Sunset Carnation. She's real big. Yeah. <laughs> Max height, uh, Femro. He's like seven foot five. How about you read this next one from Casarac? Sure. Is, are you giving this to me now that you know I know who these people are? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. From from Cass, we have uh, if the best friend squad and super pal trio were Cybertronians, what would their alt modes be? Hard mode, no beast mode forms. <laughs> Cass, thank you for this. Thank you for this gift. Oh boy. For me. Um, I'm gonna make Bow Perceptor. See, I was thinking Entrapta would be Perceptor. She would be some kind of scientific... Entrapta's Brainstorm, baby! Oh my god. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's their, like, personalities. But I'm thinking about alt modes. I'm thinking about, like, what would their 
Oh, you're right. You're, you're right. You're 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 right. What would their alt modes be? Shit. Um, well, I was thinking of their characters because Entrapped literally is Brainstorm. Yes. Uh, uh, Scorpion would obviously be either a tank or some kind of really bulky uh, construction equipment. But she's high class. She's a princess. Oh, that's true. A very fancy looking tank with grabby arms. Um, Catcher is a sports car. It's obvious. He's like a high performance fucking Jaguar or something. Um, uh, Adora's a muscle car. Oh, yeah. She's like a fucking Dodge Charger. Yeah. Something bulky and reliable that makes lots of noise. Um, Glimmer, I feel like, is a, is like a very sleek, uh, jet. Glimmer? I mean, yeah, it's sleek. Maybe she's like a bomber. I think she flies. Glimmer, I, do, I agree, flies. I almost see her more as like something that floats, though. You know what I mean? Like a helicopter? Maybe more, yeah, maybe more like a helicopter. Maybe a rotary of some sort than a... a hovercraft? That's what I was actually thinking. Yeah, like a hovercraft. Um, I think bow. Bo, Bo's a gun former. Yes. Bo's a gun former. Turns into a bow. Yeah, Bo's a gun former. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Hey, remember that time in G1 when uh, the they were fighting the Insecticons who had cloned themselves infinitely? Mm-hmm. And uh, Optimus, like, forcibly turned Megatron into a gun because he was unconscious and shot him at Bombshell. Yep. I think about that a lot because it's really weird. I think about the fact that there are, like, many instances of Starscream shooting Megatron in G1 and how weird that is for a number of reasons. He's his go-to guy to shoot him as a gun. Yeah. It's like him and Soundwave, but it's usually it's Starscream. It's usually Starscream. And that says, again, it all goes back to like the same stuff. <laughs> I want to, DD, I fucking want to kill you, but your pussy game immaculate. <laughs> DD, I can't fucking stand you. This food nasty as hell, but your pussy game immaculate. That's literally, listen, that's the only reason Starscream, it's Megatron kept telling Tarn he had to take Starscream off the list. Yeah. There's no other possible explanation for that than Starscream's pussy game just to being too bomb. It truly, that is truly the only explanation <laughs> for that. Um, okay. Also from Cass. Who amongst the cast is low-key a successful singer? Which is a one-hit wonder? Who is super popular in a country outside the U.S.? That last one is Cyclonus. Fuck yeah, um, he becomes like a meme after a Eurovision uh, yeah. performance. I think I think either Smokescreen or Jetfire to me are the ones that stand out to me as like they 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 might have a good singing voice. Yeah, Thrust it. Smokescreen is some kind Thrust of Thrust is a one hit wonder. No, <laughs> Thrust is a one hit wonder. Yeah. Um, I feel like Smokescreen did like you know he's got some like folksy blues songs because yeah. he's been around. He's the like block a, a few he's times. like a Bob Dylan. Yeah, Jetfire is like in a fucking hair metal band or something. Uh, or in a punk rock band or a pop, pop punk band um he's not quite he's not quite that uh 80s he's much more bro-y jetfire is um uh carshmallow asks what's your favorite fictional gun i mean obviously the coolest one to look at is probably the psychopath gun even though i've never watched psychopath that is a cool gun. I'm going to say it's the portal gun. Oh, man, the portal gun is good. Think about TF2 you brought up earlier. Like, there are lots of very cool guns in that. Or cool or, like, funny. Um, I've always quite liked how the default stock rocket launcher from TF2 looks. 
It just has a very iconic look about it. What it, while it is like Whoa. set apart. Sorry. Oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was an autoplay ad on a website <laughs> that I went to. So thank you, websites. Web 3.0 is great. Um, but yeah, no, I feel I think like uh, the stock rocket launch room TF2 is is pretty great. Um, I, I will give like a special shout out to uh, Star Trek Disruptors as well. Uh, different from Phasers. Phaser, yeah, that's that's what it is. Okay, yeah, those are pretty cool. Or no, no, they are different Ugh. from Phasers. I think Disruptors are Disruptors are the like Kling. No, they're, yeah, they're they're like the evil one that are used by like Romulans, Klingons, etc. That actually cause big damage you can't set those motherfuckers to stun yeah and also uh, i will wow. give a shout out to megatron himself yeah as we just talked it's about as we cool just gun. talked about starscream shooting him like it's a really cool gun um horn my starscream asks which regular sized or small cybertronian would you grant the boon of becoming huge as fuck how would that affect their general disposition Swerve. oh my Swerve. god it would give him. Oh. It would give him an ego to match. Yeah, I, I, I think it would. It, it might make him more normal. Actually, <laughs> uh, it's sort of proportional. Effect. Yeah, either Swerve or Tailgate, and all all Tailgate would do would top Cyclonus. <laughs> he already got really strong. That I know one time. he already does it, but he would just do it better. I mean, Ultra Magnum was already really big, but they made him even bigger that one time as well. Right. He was so big, he had mounted turrets on his arms. Yeah, listen. people could sit in. Listen, when when your outlier ability is being a load bearer. Um, yeah, but I'm gonna... I was gonna say rung, but that also happened. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stick with swerve. I think that's hilarious. Fundamentally it hilarious. the funniest one. Um, his voice should also get extremely deep as if well. If we're talking, if we're talking, like, G1, um, I would have to go with brawn. <laughs> because woof that would be so good and funny just a big motherfucker uh, um i kind of like him being the small guy who's really strong though. That is i know but he's funny. also so annoying <laughs> can you imagine yep. brawn who is huge and even stronger <laughs> and still annoying oh, um from cass again if there was a Transformer who was a tall vampire lady, who would have been the most thirsty for her? She already exists. Her name is Arachnid and the answer is Arachnid. Yeah, exactly. Great. Solved. Oh, fuck. All right. If you were to recast G Gundam with tra- from Overlord Bunny, our final question. If you were to recast G Gundam with Transformers, who would be who? I feel like I'm contractually obligated to... Yeah, this one's for you. To answer this one. Um, okay. Domon is Starscream. Uh, which I guess makes Rain Alexa. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Domo Starscream, Rain's Alexa, um, Ma- Megatron is Master Asia, I guess. It's only fitting. I in guess. this, or yeah, yeah, Megatron's Master Asia. No, Megatron is Kyoji. I think Devastor would be Master Asia, but he's not actually. Okay. No, du- Double Face is. No, okay, never mind. Megatron is Master Asia. Uh, double Face is Kyoji. That's good. That works. Uh, thrust. 
Thrust is um uh the Hong Kong the Hong Kong president. Who's the horse? Who's Foon Psyche? Oh shit! Um, fucking demolisher. (laughs) Um, fucking Jetfire. Okay. Uh, let's let's talk about the uh, other members of the Shuffle Alliance. Um, Hot Rod is um fucking. Oh god, why am I blanking on his name now? Um, damn it. Alliance. A blur. One second. I got this. Like a, like a cool. Yeah, okay. So Hot Rod is Sai Sai Shi. Um, Grap is Argo, I'm going to say. Um, who is Georges? See, this is beautiful because I don't know anything about Jigen, yeah. so all these names are just like smashing against my brain. Sai Sai Shi is. Uh, so Sai Sai Shi is like the 16 year old Chinese representative. Who's like based on Sun Wukong? Um, yeah, it's definitely. So that's, that's definitely Hot Rod. Um, Argo Golsky is um, the Russian representative who was a space pirate. <laughs> um, so that fits more for Scavenger, I think, because Scavenger used to be like a mercenary who fought on both sides. Yeah, but oh shit! What if? Oh yeah, Scavenger no, I'll give that. Yes, yeah, you're right. I'll accent. give that to Devastor. That's fine. Um, I'll make. Um, God, would Scrap be chippity? I fi- no, okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. I got this. Uh, Ratchet is Georges, who is um, the French representative, Georges de Sand, um, who's like a member of nobility and also gay. Um, and Yeah, it fits. Then uh, I think uh, Silverbolt would be chippity, who is the, new- the American representative. And just like, I'm walking here in New Yorker. <laughs> hey, I'm walking. Come yeah. on. So there, that's that's what I'll say. And yeah. Oh, I so if yeah, so Alexa's in. rain, Alexa's rain. But um, I have to uh, think about for Christ's sake. Um, who who would be Alan B? Allenby is the Sween representative who uh, pilots the Gundam that looks like Sailor Venus. Um, Cyclonus. No. <laughs> no. Uh, truly, I... Do you ever forget a place for thrust? It's thrust. Gross. No, Where's absolutely not. I'm always asking, where does Thrust fit? I told you, Thrust is the is the president of Hong Kong. There we go, okay. Anyway. We're real all on characters, but we'd have to like reach into the future to find more. Yeah. Which aren't that many left, actually. Those are yeah, he's he's Wong Yun Fat. Uh anyway, yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> Alright, that makes sense. Well while while you draw up those charts for the G Gundam recast, we have been Prime Cuts. You can find us on Twitter. At Prime Cuts Pod, where you can also find the link to our Discord in the Twitter description, in the links section of our Twitter. Go join it. So you too can look at the obscenely shaped thrust head. Uh, if you want. I wouldn't recommend it. This is... But it is there. This is both um, a threat and a fact. This is a threat and a fact. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Dragon Smoocher. Uh, you can find my other projects, such as the... Uh, 
the the She-Ra 2018 companion podcast that I did with my friend Jane over at Podcast to Power. Uh, you can find the future site of our next project, a Final Fantasy XIV comprehensive companion podcast over at Heidelin Radio. And I am also on Disney Minus, where I am being dragged through the muck of, of the House of Mouse. Next episode is on the Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis Freaky Friday. And that is at Disney Minus Pod on Twitter. How are you enjoying She-Ra, by the way? Where, where are you at? I'm in, like, the middle of season four, so. You cut out. Oh. It, it... I'm in the middle of season four. Oh, you're in the shed now. You're That's my favorite season, because uh, everyone is having a really bad time. Yeah. Um, it's great. I just got to the point where Scorpia said that Kara was a bad friend, so. Yeah. Oh, that episode's so good. That season's so good. Yeah. Great stuff. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum Prime, which is my funny robot internet joke. And you can listen to my other podcast, Pod of Greed, which you can find on Twitter at Pod of Greed Cast, which is about Yu-Gi-Oh. We're in season three. We're recording uh, our episode 169, Nice Tomorrow, which is going to be a very special uh, fan fiction episode. And uh, you can find both that and this podcast on Noise Space, uh, which you can find at noisepace.xyz. And there's a bunch of other really good shows on there. I'm not going to list them this time, but something for everyone. Follow our Discord again. Uh, you can find a link to that Discord in the URL of uh, section of our bio on Twitter or in the description of this and every other episode that we have. Um, I will not stop talking about it. Um, but until then, I am going to sing a little karaoke song with my friends. Transform and roll out. I am going to transform into three distinct boats and attach myself to my best friend's arms. And then we will sort of uh, kind of fall over and not be able to move very well. Because <laughs> it looks really unwieldy. Peach. Peach. Peach.